Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone, welcome to Marketing Made Easy by the Get Savvy Club. I'm Anita Baldwin and I'm here with Anna Geary. Happy New Year. Is it the first Happy one New Year, year or not? Yeah, I don't know. Well, the first like guest one. I don't know, no, I think our goal setting one was. No, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> we, we shouldn't time. We shouldn't Happy time January. Things. Happy January 2022. That's when it definitely is now that we're recording this anyway. We don't know, like, if it's near the second bit. Doesn't matter, that's not our thing. You don't buy knowing the dates from us, by the way. When you join any of our programs, don't expect us to know what day of the week it is or what the date is or time zones. I'm rubbish at time zones as well and currency. Oh, yeah. But what we can teach you is how to market your business effectively. We can nail that bit. Which is so more important than knowing that. what day it is and what time it is. Yeah, can't, you've got like calendars and stuff like that for that. So, and When you're making all those like piles of money, you can have someone in tell you the time. You don't need yeah, to have your own watch. It. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, In fact, I smashed my watch recently, so I never know what time it is anymore. I did it on my birthday, didn't I? Yeah, you did, yeah. And you went, oh, you weren't as annoyed as I thought. You <laughs> well, I'd only just smashed my oh. phone. So I'm kind of getting used to smashing expensive Smashing different Apple. things. It comes in threes as well, doesn't it? So you're going to, like, smash oh, an I'm smash one of the kids. Yeah, of course. I was thinking, like, an electronic device, maybe, like, a laptop or something. But, okay. Mark smashed his laptop. Maybe that counts. Oh, yeah, that's it then. Three done. Yeah. Tick, tick, tick. Today we have an awesome guest called Nadine Robinson, who um, is Canadian. So I always like to speak to people from different countries. And um, she has a really interesting business, actually. But more than that, she's got a really interesting story and past um, and has basically gone from doing one thing to something so different and left field that, you know, I don't know how she's even managed it, but has done both really successfully. Um, and then she goes on to talk about epigenetics, which might sound like, oh, my God, it's a science lesson. It's not. Um, but it's really, really interesting. And it's something that I originally, you know, I'm like, I'm just overly practical and the opposite of woo-woo. And when I first heard it, I thought, oh, what a load of rubbish. And then as I kind of looked at it a bit more um, and someone actually took the time to explain it to me, I was like, oh, okay. So if you don't know what that is, um, it's definitely... When she first like... said the word, I just thought it was their version of epidural or something in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's what popped into my head. After, after during the podcast... epigenetics! Like I go silent for, silent for a while. It's because I'm thinking, what bloody hell does that word mean? Yeah. Or whatever. I just wait for the conversation to... Oh, yeah, I plow in and go, I don't mean. know, what is that? Yeah, I'll happily say if I don't know something, but sometimes I think, I'll just give it a minute, see if anybody else here knows what's going on, and yeah. then I'll ask, ask the question, but yeah, so it's nothing to do with epidural. Amazing, amazing. They have such a lot of great drugs in hospitals, don't they? So <laughs> yeah, I was so disappointed when I first went in, like, you know, to give birth, not in labour because I was really overdue, and I was in such a lot of pain because they were inducing me, and I went to the the desk thinking oh god they've got some great stuff i won't be in pain anymore and they gave me two paracetamol paracetamol or however you say it and i was like what i could have that at home what's the point of being here what else oh, you gosh. got in this giant hospital i know you've got good stuff in that cabinet <laughs> i know you've got it here i didn't have anything I just got selfishly gas keeping it for themselves just a bit of gas and air that's i love that stuff i love it Loved it. Oh, it's rubbish. Make it sound like I've got one under the <laughs> under the desk here now. And have a quick blast on it. I, I love it so much. You're not allowed it. to do that, are you? You're not allowed to do that. I think it is like a drug, no, isn't it? I would. Anyway, moving on. I've lost completely lost my track. But yeah, so it's definitely worth listening to this episode to just find out, you know, Nadine's amazing history and also a bit more about epigenetics and how it can influence you and what you can do about it to make sure it influences you in a good way. 
Um, so let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. So I was a midwife for 20 years and had a screaming burnout. And of course, when you scream out for midwifery, what are you going to do? Catching babies is not transferable. <laughs> the heck am I going to yeah. And I, I really went through a horrific grieving and I thought, well, maybe I was just lucky. I was that person who was like, oh, wow, I, I got the, the, the job of my dreams, the career of my dreams. Um, uh, and I was just lucky and that wouldn't get, wasn't going to happen again. And then I realized, what am I talking about? I've never had a job. I owned my practice. I had tons of employees. We were managing million dollar budgets. And I thought, I'm really good at this. Why am I not taking these soft skills that I wasn't really looking at as my primary skill set and repurpose them? And so I started, you know, doing more mentorship and, you know, sort of that softer healing stuff, working on mindset, beliefs, you know, um, we were talking about epigenetics long before science was. So dealing with people's stuff that they're carrying through from their family and their ancestors. And I just was suddenly like, wow, I'm like really, really good at this. I really like this because I look at people and I'm like, ooh, there's something magical and fabulous about you. Let me help you see it. Um, and so that's what I do. So, you know, it's sort of double-edged sword. We're working on, you know, the ideas of, of your business and being fabulous and also like doing that from not like does that have to be a soul or a heart led you know you don't have to be heart led but doing it from what sets you on fire you know yeah. helping people to be in that business space from what sets them on fire and then making sure that they're doing their own work so they can continue to see that success in the world wow also, that epigenetics and i've never heard of that it's the coolest thing you know when i used to do a history on a on a woman when she'd come in to have a baby i'd always say tell me how your mom gave birth and i could tell you so much about that how that woman would give birth and so we knew that, you know, our, you know, and we all want to think that we're super autonomous and free. And to a lot of extent, we are, except now we know that the way our genes express uh, is carried over from our ancestors, you know, and now that's proven in science, right? They've done exceptional scientific studies that have been replicable. And now we know this is true, that our genes and the, the experiences of our parents and our grandparents and our great grandparents is affecting us today, right now. And working with that and giving people that light bulb space to say, hey, maybe you're not just a loser. Maybe you're not lazy. Maybe you're not procrastinating. Maybe this was a actually survival skill that actually was helping you to be alive. Woohoo! Let's yeah. bring it. How do we bring that and make it an asset? Do you know, I only heard that concept for the first time a couple of years ago when I was sat next to someone at a networking lunch. And uh, they did, I think they did EFT or something, and they were talking about that. And at first when they said it, I thought, oh, that sounds pleasure rubbish. And then when they explained it, I was thinking, actually, yeah, so if you're, I don't know, scared of something, and then you pass that fear onto your child, and this is 500 years ago, and they pass that fear or phobia onto it, then of course it'll come to you, and it'll be born in something that was practical 500 years ago, but isn't now. So it makes perfect sense. Is that kind of what you're talking about? In my book here, I'll give you the example because I love this example. That's exactly it, Anita. You've nailed it. I always say, okay, we're living in a cave with our family and the cave line comes and everybody runs right and they get away. And the people who ran left got eaten by the cave line. So what do we now know? You must run right to get away from a cave line. And then it becomes myth. It turns into the lore. It turns into, and, and nobody even challenges it, right? Because they go, well, man, if you just run right, you'll probably get away. And if, and even if it, even if somebody does get eaten, you're still like, ooh, well, you know, that was just a one-off because the other ninety exception. Yeah. Yeah. And then also too, what does that mean for where you choose to put your cave? We have to be able to run right. Where does that choose where you, um, you know, hunt for animals? You've got to be able to run right. There's all these micro decisions now that get made based on a story of 
we have to run right to get away from the cave line. And so that is exactly how you've, how you've explained it, Anita, is a really great example because that's exactly what happens to us, right? And that was yeah. a school skill for years. And then we're like, hang on, do I actually still want to do that? Is that still working for me? Yeah. Except that you don't question some things, do you? You just do them. Mm -hmm. Well, and you don't even know they're living there, right? Yeah. Like you're just thinking, oh, that's just the way I am or that's how I was raised. When in fact, it's thousands of years of programming, of encoding. And that's how your cells were like growing up, including because, you know, as a fetus, we're all living in our great grandmother's body. All A woman has all her eggs when she's a four month old fetus. Wow. So you're there, your DNA is being bathed and exposed to all those things. And so we, like I say, we want to think, oh no, I've got all this freedom when in fact <laughs> a lot of this stuff, because what's our only purpose, our brain's only purpose? To keep us alive, right? Mm, yeah. What if we're happy? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I remember yeah. I, I, ages ago when I was going through a divorce and things were really hard and a friend of mine, it's always stuck with me, it's really depressing. She said, uh, and I said, oh, I just feel really unhappy. And she went, well, you know, we're not geared up for happiness, Anita, we're geared up for survival. <laughs> I just went, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> That's true, isn't it, really? We all go all a bit down, but you, you're surviving, you tick, 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 you know, yes. rocking it. Yeah. yeah, I went to I went to Theta Healing. Um, I don't know if you say it the same way or what, but Theta Healing uh, a few years ago, and it was really good actually. Um, and she, uh, the lady that did it, she said she could see me as a seven, six, seven year old child, maybe in a former life or something like that, young girl about seven, seven years old, something, and all these horses like um, around me, men on horses in a semicircle, like chasing me into the sea so I was like what the heck so she did something anyway and that went so hopefully that's that's not affecting me anymore but my mom always used to say how easy it was to give birth like oh it's just like shelling peas was always a term that used to come, come along what's what's all the fuss what's all the fuss and I did have really easy births with both my children so it is you know whether that subconsciously went into me if it is genetic who who knows but yeah, I do remember them always saying oh it's not it's like shelling peas and so it in my head, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's easy, it's easy. I really want to highlight what you said because I, I don't want you to gloss over how powerful it was. You said, I don't know if it was the genes hmm. or if it was also how it was talked about. It was both. Yeah, yeah right. combination, yeah. You know, what are the stories? Think about stories we have about money. You have to work hard for your money or yeah. money to grow on trees or all of these stories. And depending on how you grow up, I mean, that's the premises of rich dad, poor dad, right? Yeah. You know, kids who grow up rich know how to be rich. Kids who grow up poor know how to be poor. It doesn't mean that, that you're destined for that, but we need to understand that that's part of it too, right? It's not just- you Learn to cut, that cut away from that. Because we were speaking about that earlier, weren't we, Anita, actually? You were mentioning how you or, your default yeah. is to work hard, keep working hard, and it's like, no, 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 we, we don't want to be working hard. We're getting around to working smarter, not as hard anymore, but it's a hard thing to break. And for yeah, for if you've been brought up where money doesn't grow on trees and when you can't have everything you want to make that decision and then rewire your brain and get where you're on board with actually I am going to go out and get everything that I want is um yeah a bigger process than just making that decision. You've got to do a lot more behind it. So I'm really interested like in the whole you went from being a midwife to this. Did you just like literally quit one day and then work out how I made it happen or did you do them both business like 
Did you do both things at the same time for a while? I was fully immersed in midwifery. Not only was I practicing as a midwife, I ran a practice. I had mentored many, many women to come through. I was the direct, the clinical director at a midwifery school. I was sitting on the board of directors as the president and treasurer for our our assigned our association for midwives so I mean oh you are full-on in in that industry so were you like a private midwife then is that a thing so in in Canada Canada, it's a little bit different our funding's a bit different than it is in the UK um so in where I I live you we get we get paid directly but the midwives have to run their own practices so we each set up so we get paid by the government but how we run our practice is kind of up to each little community of midwives that how they decide they want to do that. So I owned my practice. I had two other partners and we had lots of people working with us as midwives. And, you know, so I was doing all the things, you know, but I've never had a job. I've always been a midwife. I've always been self-employed. I've always run my own business. So I was like, I'm actually good at this. And so I was, I was completely immersed in the midwifery world. I was training midwives. I was doing high level supervision, you know, case reviews, all the things. And then I just started to burn out. And, and I don't know about you guys, but burnout is so insidious because you just think there's, I just can fix the thing. If I can just figure the thing. Just keep going a bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> another, another week. I'll just get to Christmas. I'll just, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got really sick. And I mean, really sick. And so um, I couldn't eat. Um, I had horrific gastrointestinal stuff. Um, I was super bloated and I probably weighed 20 more pounds than I do right now, but I I couldn't eat anything and I was so sick. And so I just took a leave of absence with the plan to go back. Of course, once you do that and you realize what's on the other side of your life, you never go back, right? So I didn't go back. And then I thought, and you know, and I don't need to work. My husband and I own a couple other businesses. They're extremely successful. Um, we're incredible at we, what we do. We call ourselves the dynamic duo. And mm. so I thought, oh, good, I'll just do this stuff. But that stuff doesn't set my heart on fire. Mm. It's really businessy and, you know, I'm like, no, that's his zone of genius, not mine. So I just had a little side practice and I was just doing this for fun. And then I thought, in the middle of COVID, it was June 2020. And I, I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to grow my business. And I managed to do over six figures in less than six months. And I'm like, wow. I've got something here. So I'm just going to run with it. You know, I'm going to do it. So what is it that you do then? You know, it started out as healing. It started out as I was doing a lot of sort of healing with people. And, you know, um, it's a little bit, you know, Anna, you were mentioning about the theta healing. So it's a bit of an energy healing. You know, I took all those soft skills that I'd learned through as midwifery, you know, and energy, epigenetics, maybe it was herbs, maybe it's aromatherapy, um, maybe it's meditation. But also I seem to have this uncanny knack of being able to like really see people listen to their story and then be like, oh, I know exactly what the problem is. I'm going to tell you and here's what we're going to do. And people are like, holy. I'm like, yeah, you've probably spent thousands in therapy and counselors and Reiki, acupuncture. <laughs> you've gone to the osteopath. Um, but between yeah. my medical knowledge, um, my business knowledge, and then marrying that in this sort of holistic whole person way, just is just this knock out of the park. And so what I really do is I do work with people mostly one on one, because it's what I love to do, to help them with that. And then the other thing that I do is I do some business mentorship, again, with a mastermind and that kind of stuff. Because again, it's about giving people that opportunity, you know, we don't have to burn out. 
we don't have to work harder. You guys both said it, you know, this is the kind of place. So, so I really do have more of a consulting uh, strategy kind of um, business with a little bit of teaching involved there, you know, a bit of training, but really it's more about working one-on-one -on -one with people and getting mm -hmm. them into that, that space of massive breakthrough. You know, what's that thing you think that you'll never be free of? I want you to bring that with me. Bring it. Just bring it. Yeah. Me. So what, what's the trigger when someone will come to you then? How are they feeling? What what makes them think, oh, actually, I'm going to try and make a change? The truth is, is I really work with people who are, are already massively high achievers. And they actually believe they can have it all. They're like, mm. I actually believe I can have it all. But there's this piece, there's a nugget that, that that's out of integrity, that's holding them back. And... So for a lot of people, when they come to me, it's because they're, they're, most of their life is working well. You know, they're not coming to me completely, completely broken and falling apart and in that space. They're really like, I'm good at this. I know I like this. This is what I believe. But there's this piece here. And sometimes it's health, right? That's classic for people, especially entrepreneurs. It's health. You know, they're coming and they're like, there's a health thing. And I'm like, go to the doc, you get the meds, you take the test, you get the surgery. And I'm going to tell you what the missing, missing link is. Or sometimes it's relationship stuff, right? Especially women. We have a belief often that there's no good men or men can't match us, right? In that way of like powerful. Yeah, if they're really successful as well, to get someone who's your equal is very, very hard, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. It's happy for you to also be an equal and not, yeah. And there's a lot around that as well, isn't there? Huge. So I love challenging that. And I love working with couples as well, because of course, what do you think my whole midwifery career I talked about? Sex. <laughs> When you having sex? Are you having sex? How's it working? What's okay? You know, so again, it's it, I have this really incredible skill set that I don't think I ever really understood how it all fit together until this year. And this year, I'm like, you didn't notice because you were just in a in like a doing it. Bad. It sounds like bad when I say it like this, but like a sausage factory because you are just like somebody's coming in and the baby's born and you know it's well, like, the baby's the sausages in this analogy. Yeah, they are. So it is though, because then you help them on your way and they never really had a chance to probably stop and realize all that you were doing over the time. Because we always say we work with clients and often they sort of say, oh, you know, I'm new to this thing, so I can't, I can't really charge this much because I've only been doing this for a month. And we're like, hang on a minute, you're, you know, a woman in your 40s, you haven't, yes, you've been doing this thing for a few weeks, months, whatever, but what about all what you've done in your entire life? you know before that bring that bring that that's that's super important experience as well yeah and often people forget that don't they're like oh yeah i guess i can do this and i can we bring all of that with them and get them to use that to help them with their confidence and things moving forward confidence yeah. is it isn't it if confidence is so huge and so few people have it in every area of their life in fact nobody does do they everybody's got an area they need to work on yeah yeah it's funny you say that because i even know for myself i was trying to I was trying to be this really nice healer that was accessible to all. And not only could you have an amazing business, and I really wanted to help people who were sort of in those alternative healing areas because they often don't know how to function in that space. And I think it was the end of last year as, you know, we started hitting some of the financial goals we'd set for ourselves. And I was like, I am really, really good at this. And I actually want other people to know that too, because that's, it doesn't matter how good I am. I, I need Anita to be her awesome self. And I want Anna to be her amazing self because that's how we evolve and grow and, and heal and be better as people. And, and really, honestly, it's how we change the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I'm completely on board with that. And that's 
absolutely the right mindset, isn't it? That there's enough out there for everybody. And if I can help you and and then, you know, we all become more empowered, we're better role models for everybody out there. And, you know, we're helping other people and then the world changes slowly, doesn't it? There's a big power in that too for someone to say to you, no, you're good your way, mm. you know? And that, I mean, you guys probably see that in your own coaching clients, right? That we're often mm. following a formula or doing the way it's the way someone else is suggesting it. But yeah. really that's not the solution oh god the number of people we meet um, say well i know i can't charge that because i've looked at everyone else who does this in my area or online and they're not charging that and you're like oh so they might also have imposter syndrome and you're judging your pricing decision on there and you don't even and it's just like goes around doesn't it well said well (laughs) said yes so so tell us a bit about the book then like how did you come to write that book how how does one even get their book to be an international bestseller as yours did so if you want to tell the listeners a bit about your book first of all it's called the holistic entrepreneur creating success with the medicine of your soul and that's really how i roll that's all my businesses that's all where they've all been from and when i started writing the book I started it by accident. I said, I just joined um, a coaching program uh, with Denise Duffield Thomas called Money Bootcamp. And I just sat down and I started writing it. And I'm like, why am I writing this weird book? I'm like more of like a healer. I'm not really, you know, I don't, I'm not a business coach. It's not really what I do. Um, but I, I realized it just came out. It, it was written in less than three months. It was part of a mastermind I was in that was part of the contract was that they've set you up as a publisher. And so I was in this mastermind, I'd set up my, my, I sent in my book and and then I had a panic and I said to her, what am I doing? Like, this isn't really what I do. And she's like, Nadine, this is exactly what you do. It's okay. Like, I know it doesn't seem like that's exactly what you're offering, but that really is what you do. So we just launched it and that was it. I, you know, of course, asked my friends and family to share it. They all did. And all of a sudden, I mean, I, and of course it was published in the UK first, you guys are seven hours ahead of me. I woke up to being a best-selling author. Wow. And a few more hours. It was international. It was Canada, US, and the UK. How long ago did you write that? That was in June. Yeah. Just oh, left. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, it's been a really fun, um, fun journey to be on because again, it's taking it, you know, and this is true for all of us. I think we have this incredible knowledge in our head, but there's something about taking it and actually putting it out in the world and then saying, okay, here, take this. You're going to use it your right way. And I know it'll help you. And that's a yeah. really fun thing because we all have that. Everybody has that kind of knowledge, that skill set, yeah. you know, and it's really been an incredible journey to be on. We always like to kind of be quite practical when we do these podcasts. So what's like the number one tips that people should do to help themselves along this path? The very first thing is to just figure out like, what do you stand for? Most people don't know that, you know, um, I get my all the people that come into my training and programs to start with what are your core values. And it's so funny how many people don't know what their core values are, because um, they're going to be different than mine. And you need to figure out what yours are. And it's not the- something you're asked all the time, is it? No. And so once we start from there, my entire life, I'll be honest, is really about and this is what I teach. This is what I mentor people in. This is what I coach them in is I want you to embody you. That's it. And if you are there, everything else is easy. Everything, everything. And it doesn't, and the hardest stuff will be easier because you'll know how to show up in your right way. Even when it's crap, even when it's garbage, even when you're poor, you know, I always say that to people, I was happy when I was poor. So that, you know, that's kind of that foundational piece is to actually know who you are. And, you know, people are afraid of that. 
we're terrified. We're terrified they're going to judge us. People are going to think we're less than. We're going to think we're selfish. They're going to think we're arrogant. They're going to think we're you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. We, we live in a vast amount of fear. And yeah. that's probably the key is to figure out, you know, what do you stand for? And then that gives you all kinds of rules. You're like, well, I probably wouldn't steal. Great. Awesome. So you already know how you're going to show up in your business, in your relationships, in your friendships, with your children, right? Like everything. It's all it's all figured out for you. Oh, we did a podcast a while ago about how some of the words that we're brought up thinking are negative are actually things you should be embodying, like being selfish, like, you know, being less busy and like being braggy and proud of your achievements and things like yeah. that. And they're all like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be like that. Nobody likes people like that. And we're all little mice that not telling anybody what we can do to help them. And that's what's holding so many great businesses back. Absolutely. I think you've nailed it. Mm. I always teach the people who I teach healing to. Um, I always say there's three pillars of healing that you have to have. All of us need this. And it doesn't matter where you are in your life. You must do this. Your wants and needs and just your existence, you have to allow that to be okay. That's number one. Number two, we all need to belong. And number three, we need to figure out how to let people love us, right? But if I'm going around thinking it's not okay for me to want to rest for an hour every day, right? And then my whole family and my work crew is all saying, no, no, you got to work hard. You got to work hard. You know, that, that just sets us up to fail. Because we, we don't belong. We're like, oh, i got to work hard. It's not okay for me to ask for a nap. Yeah, afternoon naps. Yeah. <laughs> In corporate, like, you would just never, like, <laughs> have that sort of... Oh, uh, God, I used to work like... with a woman. We had, uh, when I worked for one of the banks, we had a big London advertising agency and my account director. She was a real eccentric, quirky. She was Paul Weller's personal assistant for many years, but oh, she would sure. never give us the story. She went, that's a book I'm going to write one day. And every lunchtime, I don't know what she did in the evenings, but every lunchtime she'd get under her desk and have a little sleep. <laughs> she was like in like you know an open plan office <laughs> I sometimes slept at work depending like they're not like but more when I like I just go to the office because I hadn't been home yet but that was years ago <laughs> and then just sleep for an hour and then start work that worked for me because if you're at a point where everything's gone wrong and blah blah, blah and you think right do you know what I'm not going to be any use for the last hour or so here anyway I'll come back fresh tomorrow and just stroll off but obviously that doesn't fit very well into when people are trying to run businesses with other members of staff and things if you've got one that just thinks they can come and go as they feel even though that one particular person might do more work than everybody else anyway um you can't run an organization like that can you where people just stroll off and then it's a bit disciplinary what's um what are you going to aim to achieve in 2022 this year is going to be a great year i'm really revisiting all of my offerings at this moment and um working with a brand new coach and a huge branding team and marketing team and so you know i'm i'll i'll be i'll be I'll be breaking seven figures this year in this business uh, because I've got a few businesses and, um, and, and it's going to be easy. And that's going to be my goal. Yeah. I'll work five days a month and that's what I'm doing. And I know exactly how it's going to work out, you know, and, and I really want to work, you know, I really want to support people so that they can like, and I mean this, I want them to dent the universe, right? That's how I show up in my life. And I want people who are going to take this, take the work, um, and do their best work, if that makes sense, because that's the yeah. point, right? If when each of us is operating out of there, man, the, we're just going to be unstoppable, you know. Um, and we can solve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So five, a, five days in a month to work sounds good to me. So and making money at the same time, yeah, you can nail that, and then 
you know, tell us the formula. We'll definitely be interested <laughs> in, in well, hearing that. You know, I'm already close. So it's, it's not that hard of a stretch for me, you know? Yeah. And, and again, that'll be book two, right? You know, yeah. um, you know, this is the, it's the four day work week, but it's better, right? Yeah. Sounds yeah. it. Yeah. What's your, uh, just out of interest, what are your other businesses that you're in then? Okay. So I, uh, my husband and I own a development company. Oh, and, okay. so, and then our, uh, our other company is, um, we own a commercial construction company with two other partners, uh -huh. four of us. And so we've got these very sort of engineering, mathematical, no way, man. I'm in like dream. Oh, I can see why you were like, no, <laughs> you know, so I love doing all the dreaming and visioning with my husband about those other things. Um, yeah. Practicals of, you know, let them actually bring it, you know, you tell them what you want creating and they can develop it and, and get it there. For you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really yeah, that See, that's work doing like construction and development, but yeah, that, that's an interesting, yeah, interesting different side of business, isn't it? But really the same, right? Because people always laugh, and we always say, you know, I am. I'm bringing the that visionary piece. I'm always willing to let go. Where are we blind? What are we not seeing right now? What's what are we missing, right? And yeah, it's it's really the balance that's brought us this massive success. Two questions we always ask every guest. And the first one is to recommend a book. Okay, my absolute favorite book that really embodies my life philosophy is The Choice by Dr. Edith Eager. If you've ever read the book Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, yeah. this is that book on steroids. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh, it's brilliant. She's I haven't heard of that one, so I'll have to check yeah. it out. Check it out, yeah. yeah. And then the second question we always ask, because we're the Get Savvy Club, is what makes you savvy? Uh, centering and making it primary my joy, happiness, and ease. And that's the truth. I, I tell all my clients, here's the rule you have to work by. For every two hours of rest or play or fun you have, you've earned one hour of work. <laughs> you have to run it the other way around. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. That's a good way of thinking around. about it, yeah. Yeah, prioritize it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so you're eight hours of sleep, you earned four hours of work, good job. But now carry on for the rest of the day, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's really the best thing if you can do that. Make it even if it's aspirational. Some days we're busy, we know that. But if you put that in your mind, it'll it'll change your life. Yeah, yeah. it's the intention you set, isn't it? It's always if you like, I'm going to do this, and then you you keep reminding yourself, then you'll keep coming back to that, won't you? Yeah, reframing it in your head because it's always about thinking, oh God, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And so even when you are resting, you're not resting. Mm -hmm. So you've got to turn it around somehow. Yeah. So what is the best way for our um, listeners to find out more about you? Well, they can pop over to my website at wildmedicinewoman.ca if they want to check me out. My Instagram handle and Facebook are all on there. And they can go grab a copy of my book, The Holistic Entrepreneur. It's all over Amazon. So grab a copy. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Brilliant. So that was really interesting to hear a bit more about Nadine there and her business and where she's at and where she's going with it. And just what are my biggest takeaway, to be fair, is about where you work like if you do two hours of work i know two hours of play then you've earned yourself to do an hour of work rather than the other way around so you're always and no that's not realistic you're not really obviously going to do that are you but if you're mindful of that then you can think oh well hang on i've done a lot of work today here where's the where's the fun part that i've not yeah. had i need to go and claim that back somewhere so well we don't prioritize rest and fun do we and often ourselves. people feel guilty don't they about when when you don't do something a bit or because the, there is always things that you could be doing in that time that's why yeah. so you think yeah you know, it's I'll weird just... isn't it how you've been raised mm. i guess because i'm always on at my kids to read books more because mm. they're rubbish at it 
my son's better than my daughter. And I even incentivize them by offering them money to just, and I just say half an hour a day. But when have I sat down for half an hour a day and just read? Because I'd feel like I was being lazy, weirdly, if I went and sat in the lounge and lay on the um, sofa reading my book for half an hour. Yeah. What's the word? Like self-indulgent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I listen to books as I go running. And as I go running, I'm also walking the dog. So it's like, well, I've got to be out because the dog needs to walk. So I might as well run. And yeah, it's just like, well, yeah, just just do it. Same with me. Yeah, I, I could. I do listen. I do read listen to loads of books but yeah it's always when i'm doing something else alongside yeah. like i walk or whatever not just sitting and reading but yeah we need to do yeah. more of that but i have said to my my kid uh, my, my daughter was saying uh, that she wants to make more money this year and then she's well you don't pay us for chores i was like i offer you to money to read books and you've got one sat there that you haven't read and you haven't reviewed for me as soon as you do that you've got money so yeah. you know there's you have got ways to make money you're just choosing choosing not yeah. to uh, but we are all going um, to be doing more re- actual physical, and me as well. Like, so I'm going to like force them. So, right, okay. Um, if you want to do, if you want to watch this thing, then we're going to read this, read for half an hour first. Then we can watch it. We all watched. Um, we all watched Apprentice last night, actually. Oh, did you? First time in years. Fa- I know. I got out of the habit of watching it because it just got a bit silly, didn't it? I like, think you know they what go mean? for. Um, like car crash TV over mm. substance. Mm. So why I love Bake Off because they just get genuine bakers, not people who like will have a big hissy fit on TV and they think it'll get viewing yeah. figures up. Well, this lot are not that. Mean, no, they weren't that bad, and it does see. So I just thought, you know what, we'll watch it together. And um, it's the first time that my son's only nine, so it's the first time he's really like watched. It. Serena's watched it with me before a few years ago, but um, son has. So yeah, I thought. Yeah, it was, it was quite good, and it's good to let say to them, "What do you think of that? How do you think that's going to go?" Yeah, like? actually, Jack might like it. It might be about his level yeah. as he's twelve. It's very lucky that we've got us. Not that they've got us as parents. That's weird. We're not like <laughs> our kids are ours collectively, um, but they they are lucky that they are part of the Get Savvy Club world because the stuff that just basics that they just knew that these guys on the TV in The Apprentice didn't know, so called yeah. up and coming people, and also I realised obviously my. Um, Money mindset has changed massively. The prize has been 250K for ages. And when they said it like um, yesterday, I just thought, so it's not a lot. To, yeah. It's a lot of effort to get 250K. It's not life changing. So just yeah. goes to show, does it? And you're not getting 250K. You're getting that investment into some business that you were going to do. And it's, anyway, I'm going off the topic. So yeah, <laughs> the team was great. Lots of takeaways there. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to win the book, which you recommended, The Choice by Dr. Edith, someone or other, I'm sure you wrote it down, Anita. Um, I did. Then, the choice by Dr. Edith Eager or Egger. Egger. Yeah, it was a funny word, didn't it? So obviously that's why it didn't get written down here. Just the Edith. I'll find it. Um, screenshot this, uh, share it, tag us on Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever you are. And then you're in with a shout of, of winning it as well. Um, and as always, we have like um, questions. We're going to try and help you here. So we had a question actually from one of our uh, brand new clients. So she's going to learn this anyway. But a lot of the people in our world, they know they need to show up every day on social media, but um, especially if they haven't been through our program, they see it as quite overwhelming to do that. And at Christmas, you time, all out there we... should know you need to show up every day on social media. And if you're not, yeah. find a way to make it dead easy. And that's what we or gave. Email people. us, yeah. email us, message us, and we'll help you. Yeah. So they were a bit panicked about Christmas. So I decided to do a 12 days of Christmas content challenge things, which we, which we did. And this lady was in this as well. She's gone on to be a proper client now. But this was a question that she asked me. And this, so that's why. I say what was happening before, so you won't think that how she's phrased this is weird, but she had seen 
we do a video every day over uh, for the 12 days of Christmas. So this is what she, and it's from Joe. Hi, Anna. I miss your lives now. Miss you talking to me on content. That was so good. And thanks so much for your hard work. I wanted to ask you, what is the safest way to get pics off the internet for my LinkedIn content, please? The last thing I need is companies suing me. So what she means by this is um, obviously if you you can't just go around using anybody's pictures, um, photos off the internet, you you could get in trouble for it. Um, but then you will. You will. You well, actually, there's some people that make a career of that, don't they? Wait until people mm. have used their, their, their things and then go and sue them. Uh, more so, I think, the Americans than here in the UK. But, you know, you use the wrong picture, you, you could be in deep trouble. So how would you answer? That she is absolutely right to be um, worried about it and to make sure she does the right thing. Um, and that what she there's loads, there's loads of ways to get um, what you're looking for is a royalty free image, which means that you don't have to pay a royalty to use it. So there's loads of like sites like Shutterstock um, and what have you, where you just pay a monthly membership and they, you know, you can buy images to use and that's paying royalties and that's fine. But if you want to do it for free, there are um, other websites like Unsplash. Um, or if you just go into Google and you Google it, put it on images, and then there's a filter along the top bit. There's a filter. Click on the filter and you can click on royalty free images and it'll just show you the royalty free. But what generally happens there is you, you put your search in, you click on images and there's like, I don't know, a million pages. You click on royalty free and there's, you know, three images you can use. <laughs> um, so what I do or I don't do this, but what I did do in the past is um, I think Canva is the best place to get images from um, so there's a free version of canva and there's loads of images on there that you can get for free loads they're adding to it all the time and then there's if there's a little crown on the image it means you've got to pay for it uh, which i avoided for ages until i realized that most of them are like 99p um, so oh god anyone can pay 99p for an image to use that's not a lot of money is it so um so yeah to make sure you don't fall foul of licensing law and royalty law and all of that because um, you really can't afford someone to sue you when you've used their image particularly if you put it all out on social media it's pretty public isn't it? you can't exactly deny it um yeah so go to a site like unsplash or that you know google other ones royalty free image sites use google royalty free check filter or use canva make your life easy simple so i hope that's uh, answered your question then joe so awesome another end of uh, uh podcast episode obviously if you are listening to this you can just power continue listening to the ones that are coming after and after and after we always love to hear from you by the way so if you've had one takeaway from this you want to share with us feel free to email us at info at getsavvyclub.co.uk and uh yeah we'll, we'll we do read those don't we it is oh definitely good, yeah good, and if you're ready to get out there build an audience and make more money message us we can definitely help you let's have a chat see you all soon take Bye. care stay savvy that was marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club if you enjoyed it connect with us on social media just search get savvy club